the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. The Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, for the first time, I think, uh, since December 22nd, Kath and I are, are live together on air. Kath? Happy New Year, John. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. It's been a while, hasn't it? Happy to hear from you. Yeah, well, I'm happy that you, even though you are testing positive for COVID, are joining us live on air today. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I've never had COVID, mm. at least not that I know of. I've never had COVID till now. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, we went away, my family and I, uh, to celebrate the Christmas holidays in New Jersey with my sister and her extended uh, family, and uh, everyone but one person got it. <laughs> nice. Everybody. It all started, yeah, it all started with, uh, I have a brand new niece who's only two months old, oh. and uh, she ended up really sick, ended up having to go to the hospital. They found out she had COVID, and within, I don't know, 48 hours, 30, uh, maybe a little longer than that, everybody had it. Holy smokes. Okay, it's so hard to blame baby? some, it, she's fine, she's doing very well. Okay. Um, they, they thought it was RSV at first, but anyway, she got a good treatment at a local hospital. How old she's is she? good. She's two months old. Two months. Well, yeah, um, she was born on Halloween. I, you know, I just had uh, news this afternoon that our granddaughter, who is in two days one month old, cool. is now in the hospital with. <gasps> well, coronavirus. They say pre-pandemic version, so a cold. But oh. uh, but a new. That's two very young children. Yeah, They're yeah. Sick enough to be in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with well, that. Well, I hope that for little... Wait, tell me the baby's name, Gary. Uh, Chesley. Right, Chesley. Right. I always want to call her Chelsea. I want to yeah. do the, you know, switching up. Of She's going to get that anyway, I hope Chesley. Of... Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I hope Chesley ends up in the same place Ava did, which is okay. So okay. how Anyway, we can't, did... get, we can't get mad at the baby. No, of course not, right? I mean, she got it from somebody else, didn't yeah. she? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, she did, yeah. It wasn't like she came into the world with COVID, I don't think. Exactly. Okay, so how long did it take the baby to recover? Uh, I think she, I mean, within 20, I'd say 48 hours, she was feeling a lot better. Good, all right. So, so and then, and of course, none well, of us, yeah, and we didn't really consider it for ourselves until several days later, and we started to feel poorly, and then mm -hmm. it was just like one domino after another right well you know there you are okay so for the first time we, we are broadcasting live from our spare from <laughs> our spare rooms once again <laughs> we're, we're back in the spare room 
<laughs> and Gary's uh, the stalwart producer back in studio right. Right. at Top Green Tree Hill. So that's always a good thing that the the technology is uh, is working, even though COVID is not necessarily in our favor. But uh, you, you look good, Kath, from your spare room. You, you look like your COVID has not been that unkind. To well, you. I've done nothing but eat and sleep for the last week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think I've slept this much since after I gave birth. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, very good. I'm glad that you're well and your immediate family as well. And so, uh, yes, that's his life in 2023. Sure. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to you. Mm-hmm. Ascension, right? This is uh, the, the, the you know, well. Anyway, let's, let's just move on. We'll talk there. about the celebration of that later. Yeah. So, without further ado, of course, it's a very busy news day. Um, let's take a vote, right? Why not? Washington's oh trying to take gosh. a vote. So, Kath, without further ado, uh, news stories. Give us the top four at four. All right, people, for Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Number one, as John said, the House failed to elect a speaker. I think we're the, at the eighth time now. Headed into the ninth. Headed into the ninth time mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in three days with GOP Representative Kevin McCarthy again stymied by that conservative faction who is just not going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many concessions he needs to give, but they're just not. I mean, he gave two key concessions to the 21 conservative holdouts yesterday, but mm-hmm. none of them supported him uh, in the eighth round of voting, uh, in which McCarthy won the support of 201 members. Right. Apparently, uh, the latest concession is he gave the keys to his BMW and his condo, <laughs> and, and they're not even budging for that. Uh, so the House is effectively in limbo, friends, since mm-hmm. lawmakers must first elect a speaker before moving on to other business in the new Congress. McCarthy's conservative critics say he cannot be trusted to lead the House GOP, and they've thrown their support behind Representative Byron Donalds from Florida, who I have to be honest with you, John, I've never heard of. No. Um, Representative Matt Gates voted for former President Donald Trump. Another representative, Victoria Sparts, voted present. Okay. And apparently uh, Congressman-elect Santos says that he is the new Speaker of the House. And, of course, no one believes him as well. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Number two. Yes. Good news for Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin. He is beginning to awaken as he shows what they're calling, quote, substantial improvement in his recovery from going into cardiac arrest and collapsing on the field during Monday night football. One of the doctors, Timothy Pritz, said Hamlin is still considered critically ill, according to ABC News, and that significant progress is still needed. But the good news that we've all been concerned about, his neurological condition appears to be intact. Hamlin is 24 years old. It's his first year as a regular playing for the Buffalo Bills. The NFL announced yesterday that the Bills-Bengals game will not resume this week and the league is still undecided on playing the game at a later date. That's from ESPN News. Number three, John. Pope Francis today paid homage to his friend and retired predecessor, Pope Emeritus Benedict, by presiding over his funeral mass at the Vatican, an unprecedented event in the modern Catholic Church. Benedict, who died on Saturday at the age of 95, stunned worshipers in 2013 when he became the very first pope to resign in more than 600 years. So therefore, his funeral marked the first time a Supreme Pontiff presided over the previous pope's funeral in modern times. There were thousands of people, John, gathered in St. Peter's Square this morning. The funeral procession began before the last of the morning fog had burned off the dome at St. Peter's Basilica. 
That's from ABC News. And number four, police officers from across Western PA keeping watch over Brackenridge as the borough's own officers stand guard over their fallen chief. At least one officer from Brackenridge has remained alongside Chief Justin McIntyre's body since he was killed in the line of duty on Monday. With borough officers on temporary leave, multiple law enforcement agencies from as close as Terenum and as far away as Mount Lebanon, as well as state police, are keeping watch over the community. And that is your top four at four. Very sad. Very what a sad. sad story that is, isn't Very it? Our story. chief was good and kind. This is a quote from today's trip. Raised in the community, faithfully served as a police officer for 22 years. He was, quote, and very much is still a native son and a hometown hero. And we are heartbroken. Mm. One of four full-time officers in Brackenridge. Of course, they have one part-time officer for 22 years. He's been the chief only for several years, but apparently a really great guy and yeah. uh, one of the major heartbeats in the Brackenridge uh, uh, area. So, uh, What a tragic story. Oh. Our very best to, mm-hmm. to his family, his friends, everyone who loves him. Uh, we're all grieving with you. We certainly are. Okay, well, that's our, our news stories for the day. Let's take a quick break and regroup. Because we are still in the first week of the new year, we've been thinking about the uh, the idea of time, time in our lives. So we're going to bring a poet. Misha Willett is with us in just a few minutes. He'll talk about time. That's straight ahead here for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. Word FM, W-O-R-D. How can we strengthen our marriages and keep harmony in the home? Pastor Greg Laurie says it's best to consult the designer of marriages. This week on A New Beginning, in one of his most requested studies of the year, he helps us put God's wisdom to work in our homes. Join us for good insight this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they loved them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. Well, to be alive is to share in the burden of time. Perhaps some would say um, the joy of time, the expectation of time. But time is something, uh, it's very limited resource, right? I mean, they say, uh, no matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, we are all under the, the mantle of time. And so, of course, with this uh, new year on us, I think all of us have been thinking about the value of time recently. So we brought in our, our resident poet, Misha Willett's been with us on the air uh, for several years here as a regular guest on the ride home. Misha is the author of uh, two books of poetry, Elegy Beta and Phases. He uh, joins us from Seattle Pacific University, where he's a, a teacher of English. Misha, Happy New Year to you. Welcome back. And to you. Hello, John. Hello, Kathy. Misha, good to hear your voice in 2023. Are you one of those people that the new year starts and you kind of, I don't know, you, I, I would say wax poetic, except if you're a poet, I guess maybe you do, you do, that, regu- you do that regularly. That's the day job. Yeah, right. So <laughs> that part of it doesn't change very much. It, you know, it's funny for me, New Year's has always been a time of looking back more than looking forward. I don't know why that is. No, and- I, I think that makes sense for a lot of people, right? I mean, you kind of review your year in the hopes of somehow changing for the better. Yeah, I, I suppose that's right. There's um, there's a sense of loss and longing. I mean, I love Christmas, and that might be part of it. I'm sort of coming down off of that series of celebrations, right? And we're sort of given this impetus to launch into the next thing. But I always feel like my heart's not ready for it. Mm. Mm. So when you um, when you find yourself in the new year, Work-wise, obviously, you're mm-hmm. a teacher, you're a writer, you have to move on. Um, so is it a time where you just start to write about what the last year was like, about what your gains and losses were? I mean, how do you kind of attack that in your work life? Well, one of the things I'm really grateful for is the rhythm of the academic year. Uh, and I realize that that's not a normal thing for most people, but you know, for a lot of people, the year just began a few days ago. But my year began in August when I started planning out this term's courses, right? And I met all new people and new colleagues and new students and everything like that. So uh, being on the quarter system here, we just started a new term. And I met my new students yesterday uh, for the first time. And that always feels like the real fresh beginning to me, too, Um I'm teaching Shakespeare this year for the uh, first time in 10 years. So that's great, great and exciting, especially as today is 12th night, as it happens. Oh, that's right. It is. It is 12th night. Uh, so what about that? I mean, when you look at the new year, and okay, so you say, Misha, that you're more inclined to look back as opposed to look forward. Um, as you've gotten older, 
Have you felt this? I mean, this is this is true in my life. I think probably a lot for a lot of people. The time somehow it's the same time, but it feels as though it's compressed or more hurried. The time has changed. I mean, certainly time is different than I was when I was a teenager or when I was in my 30s or 40s. Time changes as you change. Oh, I can't believe it. That that's so accurate. I remember afternoons that seemed to have lasted years. <laughs> You know, back when I was younger, and it was some interminable. And now, entire actual years will click by, and I feel like you, you, you blink, and, and they're gone. Yeah. This is one of the biggest things when I'm working with young writers that I try to encourage them about, because coming out of MFA programs, they tend to be in a hurry. Like, they can't wait to get their book out, and, oh, this I just missed this award deadline. I have to wait for next year, and I think, so what? Wait for two more years. Wait for three more years and get it perfect before you actually send it out. I remember that urgency when I was in that position, but now I think, what's a year? What's a year? Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, right, the COVID has messed with people's time. I mean, both Kath and I had have kids in college during COVID, and, you know, we, mm. we talked about that. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of anxiousness uh, of over this uh, COVID time. Well, Misha, uh, as we invite you to the air always, you know, you, you bring uh, your poetry. Do you, do you have something you can re- recite to us, a, a piece of poetry that resonates with you with time? Yeah, sure. Here's a bit of W.H. Um, Auden, one of my favorite poems to read during Christmas time. It's called For the Time Being. Um, and I want to read a little bit of it about when Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Oh, good. And it, begins, it begins with this just very deadpan declared a sentence that I think people will recognize. Well, so that is that. Now we must dismantle the tree, putting the decorations back into their cardboard boxes. Some have gotten broken and carrying them up to the attic. The holly and the mistletoe must be taken down and burnt, and the children got ready for school. There are enough leftovers to do, warmed up for the rest of the week. Not that we have much appetite, having drunk such a lot, stayed up so late, attempted quite unsuccessfully to love all our relatives, and in general, grossly overestimated our powers. Once again, as in previous years, we have seen the actual vision and failed to do more than entertain it as an agreeable possibility. Once again, we have sent him away, begging, though to remain his disobedient servant, the promising child who cannot keep his word for long. The Christmas feast is already a fading memory, and already the mind begins to be vaguely aware of an unpleasant whiff of apprehension at the thought of Lent and Good Friday, which cannot, after all, now be very far off. But for the time being, here we all are. (laughs) Well, that's it in a nutshell. For the time being, here we all are. Yeah. Right, there's that gesture like, well, that happened. <laughs> like, right. That's the end of that, I suppose. What do we do next, given the vision that we've received? How about the grossly overestimated our power? <laughs> I think that's true in every respect. Don't, don't we all think? Some of us are already over our New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah. It's only day three or four, and we thought, this year I'm going to do 100 push-ups a day. <laughs> we just think we have that in us somehow and find out over the course of the year sooner or later that we don't 
you know, and well, that was that. We 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 were late this year uh, getting our tree up, our decorations up. We kind of felt like you know it was like the day before Christmas Eve, and we had really yet to sort of launch things, and we were so far behind. <laughs> and, and and then it was up. Okay, we 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 made the effort. We got it up, and then it's up, and you kind of go, all right. Well, I mean, that was that. Um, <laughs> so so have you taken it down already? Then. Not yet, no. And, and we always, I, I think Kath is probably of the same reasoning. We tend to keep it up far, far, far too long. Maybe that was one of my reasons why I was in no hurry to get it up. Right. I, a lot of families have rituals where they take it down at a certain time. Like it's always on New Year's Day. Or mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's today um, because Epiphany is tomorrow. And that's yeah. sort of deemed, you know, too late if you're in a liturgical kind of celebration. Yeah. Okay, so this is the twelfth day of Christmas, is it not? This is the one. This is another yeah. feast day where where Shakespeare would have debuted the play of that name, Twelfth Night, as an entertainment for the gathered guests who were getting a little tired by that point of being away from home and of eating and drinking so much. We're talking to Misha Willett, author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, and academic articles appear all over the place. And while he's writing, he's also teaching English at Seattle Pacific University. You can find out more about Misha online at his website, Misha Willett. That's M-I-S-C-H-A, Willett, W-I-L-L-E-T-T dot com. All right, Misha, so share something else with us. Uh, Here's the very end of... Um, a poem for, for tomorrow, for the Feast of Epiphany. Um, this is from the end of Journey of the Magi by T.S. Eliot. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again, but set down this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence, and no doubt, we had seen birth and death but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter bitter agony for us, like death, our death. Our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. Where we led all this way, for birth and death. Yeah. Right. There's so much about the celebration of infancy, right? That, oh, yeah. there's a new a new era in the earth. God has come to, to be man and to, to redeem his people, and all that's right. But for alien cultures, like the ones they were from, it signaled the end of everything they knew, right? All their mm-hmm. temples, all their priests were now jobless, Everything changed about how they structured their own year, actually. Time itself moved around that birth, so it was also a death of a kind. Misha, for people listening to the program who think, I don't get poetry. I mean, I've told my story a hundred different times. So you, you know that I was one of those people <laughs> at some point. Um, John saw a story in the Washington Post about a park ranger. John, tell Misha about that. Oh, yeah. So uh, the... Um... Golden Gate Bridge, there's a state park there, and a park ranger set up a little, uh, like a nightstand, you know, like a little stand that would go next to your bed. And uh, she, she wrote a little note, and she said, um, take a poem, write a poem. And it's only been oh. up there for a short, short amount of time. And uh, she was delighted with the response, because on the nightstand, more than 100 people have written poems <laughs> in response to this. It's super cool. I mean, it's just a state park. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, I love when you see poetry pop up in unexpected places, you know, carved into a, a don't carve it, but it's carved into a park bench or painted on an alley wall. Or I, I was in a pub in a very nondescript part of um, suburban Oxford, and I found a collection of Philip Larkin's poems. It was such a blessing to me just that day and that week, you know, and it felt anointed mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me, Misha, that we're we're sort of surrounded by poetry, although oftentimes we don't label it as such. I mean, you know, when I listen to the music that my kids are listening to, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a lot of it's rap and a lot of it, for better or worse, it is poetry. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think some of the great artists of meter, especially of versification. Mm -hmm. Um, are are in uh, singing sort of fields right now, and rap particularly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Misha, we want to say happy... Whether they mean to... Sorry. <laughs> whether they no, mean please, to go not, ahead. People, um, are always responding to poetry in advertising jingles, in political mm-hmm. slogans. People just assume things are true because they sound a certain way, which is always funny to me, but we are vulnerable to those manipulations. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. One last question for you, Misha. Um What about when you're looking at your video screen on Sunday in church? Um, So, you know, for a lot of churches now, it's not just a bulletin. There's a a video screen in front of you. And when someone puts a passage, a poetic piece of scripture up, but doesn't show the line breaks, does that, first of all, does that bother you? And second of all, does that does that do something to us that we don't realize that we're looking at a part of Scripture that's actually a poem? Oh, that's a really good question. This is something I'm really thankful for in biblical publishing, it seems to me, over the last 15 years, particularly, um, where a lot of the translations and, and Bible publishers have decided to lineate the verse when it's verse. Not like a biblical verse, but right? When it's poetic, they signal yeah. that visually somehow. And for me, it just it, it slows it down and it opens it up and it gives me back the meaning it was always meant to have. Like This is not information you download to your intellect, right? It's something that's meant to hit your ear, and hit your body and hit your eye and do things for you in a different way than ordinary speech might. That's good. That's the power of language. Misha, thanks so much. Always a great pleasure to have you stop by. Uh, You bring a different tone and, of course, a a different way of thinking about the the spoken word and the written word with poetry. Always a good thing to have you with us. Take care, Frank. You as well. Misha Willett from uh, Seattle Pacific University. Beta and uh, the Elegy. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. 
call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Spring House in 84. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling 1-866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see a couple of rain or snow showers tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a couple of flurries. Tomorrow's high, 36. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds and a low of 30. Mostly cloudy skies on tap for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 39. Sunday, we'll wrap up the weekend under cloudy skies. Expect a high Sunday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Growing up, my parents were big fans of the drive-in movie theater. I mean, they thought this was like high entertainment. And so, of course, as one of seven kids and next to the youngest of seven, uh, I dutifully got in the family station wagon along with my six (laughs) siblings and my mother and father, sometimes my grandparents, and we would all go to the drive-in together. I mean, this is just, if I saw one film at the drive-in, I'm sure I saw easily 100 films. We did this often. What drive-in were you going to? Um, I think um, the Greater Pitt drive-in, which is long gone. There's a Walmart there now. Uh, we'd go into the one in Moon Township as well. Okay. Um, but but anyway, you know, if, if you quiz me on those films of that era, I would be really on top of these things. So I see a, a, a news article today about the 1968 uh, Francisco uh, Franco Zeffirelli's film, Romeo and Juliet. Have you seen this film, Kat? I never have seen it. Well, uh, I remember it very clearly. Of course, I saw it at the drive-in. I'm sure I've seen it in reruns since. But it's interesting because a news story comes out today that the stars of the film – 
uh, Olivia Hussey, who played Juliet, she was 15 years old, and Leonard Waiting, who played Romeo, he was 16. They have sued Paramount Film Studio for some $500 million, <gasps> saying that they were exploited as child actors and coerced to appear nude in a film. And they're saying that this is the worst of child pornography that uh, Francisco Franco Zeffirelli said, you must appear nude in this movie. It will be the end of the film. This film will not succeed and your careers will essentially be over as well. Uh, so the coercion now, both these people um, are in their 70s. And I, I don't know why it took this amount of time for this lawsuit to come to fruition, but there it is. No, no word yet from the Franco Zeffirelli Foundation, which is a, an entity in Italy, or Paramount Films themselves on the state of this lawsuit. But interesting to think, you know, some six decades almost or more after this film was shot, a lawsuit is now being filed. I just feel like, I mean, I, I don't know what an official statute of limitations would be. There, obviously, there isn't one if they're fi filing a lawsuit. But it just seems like that's something that maybe you should have brought up before now. Do you yeah. feel that way? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, for goodness sake. Franco Zeffirelli's been story. dead for probably, I mean, 30 just, years. No, no. Oh, just no, really? several years. He died, okay. I think, 2019. I think I remember that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. Maybe there's a, a whole other, you know, side of the story we're, we're yet to, to know about. But, of course, you know, what happened on film in the 1960s, I mean, look at Jodie Foster, you know, with Taxi Driver right, right. in the 1970s, is different than what would happen right now. So, uh, who knows how, how these two actors, you know, this affected their lives, their careers, their relationships to be coerced by an international director into doing something, you know, when they were so young and vulnerable, it's, it's a bit of a heartbreak, but I'm sure this is the very beginning of the story. So I, I guess I'm surprised that there was a nude scene in a movie that came out in 68. Oh no! Am I this wrong was the beginning. That? No, this was like sort of the beginning of nudity in films. That that was an uh, you know the beginning of the era, huh? And I'm sure it was couched in you know artistic nudity. You know, I'll put quotes around that right, right. For, for better or worse. Uh, I don't think it was graphic nudity, but it was still young children, fifteen and sixteen year old right, right. kids who were, who were nude on screen in a right. major worldwide release. Anyway. Had you ever thought about that before reading about this? I remember seeing it, and of course being shocked. Uh, you know, as oh, a, really? as a, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, again, in quotes, artistic in some way, right? Right. Whatever plus you were there. Like. Plus you were there with grandma. I was with Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised the family dog wasn't sitting in my lap. Anyway, <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Come back. Sidegart is with us. Uh, we're going to delve into um, sort of a, a year end look at the world. And uh, I always bring something interesting to the table. So stay with us. The ride home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. One hundred one point five WORD. Should a Christian's life be so different that people around us know what we believe? That's a good question. One that Dr. J. Vernon McGee answers this week on Through the Bible. Join us in our continuing journey through Romans as we learn important principles to live by, and then Paul's communication shifts from doctrinal thoughts to more personal notes. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 9,997. No, no, no. Suppose Thomas Edison had given up. 9,998. But his failures only led him to the next idea. 9,999. Picture Times Square, dim, mm. Las Vegas, dark, your home, black. Picture no electric light. 10,000. Come on, come on. <laughs> Optimism. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Gone from the poet to the biochemist. Cy Gard is back with us. He's been a regular guest on our show over the years. Cy's a biochemist who's taught at NYU, University of Pittsburgh, Rutgers. He is the work of an excellent book called The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. And uh, Cy, you always come with um, a larger agenda. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, you know, movies. But today, and Happy New Year to you, Cy, you want to talk about why life exists that's quite a tall order si <laughs> well i yeah i i noticed recently that there is a number of books with the same title called what is life mm. the first one was written by erwin schrodinger back in uh, 1944 mm. he's he's a he was a very famous uh, physicist schrodinger's cat equation. yeah and he decided to get into biology because, you know, biology is easy, right, compared to physics. <laughs> and he... Uh, All the biologists are mad now. Yeah, I, I did, you know, I sound... I I should take that back. But anyway, uh, so he he actually had some very good things in that book. But, of course, in 1944, we knew practically nothing. We didn't, didn't know anything about DNA, really, and all the the whole revolution of molecular biology was still to come but it's an interesting book but since then there have been two more books written with the same title at least there may be others and the interesting thing is that nobody can answer that question because the definition of life is very very difficult we can describe life but there's no simple definition for what it is 
And I think the reason for that is because it's indefinable. And I'm more interested in the question of why is there life at all? Why should there be life? And in fact, if you look at chemistry very carefully, the, the chemical and physical laws of the universe, there's no reason that life should appear. Now, I know that some people don't agree. There are many scientists, uh, astrobiologists in particular, who think that life is a natural thing that just will appear whenever the conditions are right. But that's not really true, because if that were true, then we could do it. We could simply take all the chemicals that are needed for life, mix them together, and we would get life. And it doesn't happen. We can't do it. We've never been able to. and we never. We, I don't believe we ever will. There's something missing. And I, it's not a it's not a principle of chemistry that's missing. We we know chemistry pretty well. Uh, it's nothing in physics. There's something else that's missing. And of course, in my belief as a Christian, I say what's missing is, you know, the creation mm -hmm. by God. Uh, but it could be other things. We we don't have any evidence for that. It could be uh, there's one theory that many physicists hold to, which is that. Actually, it's all we're living in a in a matrix type simulation. Right. Uh, nothing we actually see is quote real, except in the sense of a uh, being characters in some aliens video game, very advanced level. Okay. No wait. So, no. So, God, so sorry. If I have all the ingredients to make a chocolate cake, I can make a chocolate cake. But if I have all the building blocks of what it is to create life. Mm -hmm. There's a missing ingredient, uh, whether it's a God spark or what, that will not allow life right. to be life. Right, John. Actually, that's a that's a great point because what's what you have with the chocolate cake is you have a recipe. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. I had all the ingredients for a chocolate cake, <laughs> you wouldn't get a chocolate cake because I wouldn't know what to do with them. And that's exactly where we are here. We have we can make proteins, we can make nucleic acids, lipids sugars, all the molecules that are in life. We can even put some of them together a little bit, but we don't have the recipe. We don't know what to do with it all. And that recipe is not something that's just going to come out of random chance in the, you know, in a naturalistic world. What there has to be, I think, are two things. There has to be a recipe, which means <laughs> instructions how to do it. And there has to be the will to do it, the interest in doing it, the reason to do it, what you might call the purpose. So what my view is, is that if we start thinking about purpose and the will to create life, that would explain why life exists. Wouldn't tell us what life is. We've gone as far as we can there. But to me, the interesting question is why? You know, what? why was it? that life did exist. And, and I do not believe that it was just, it just happens. Right. You know, right. like things just like rocks roll down hills, rivers, you know, move in different ways. That doesn't explain how you get something as incredibly complex and difficult to understand as a living cell. So when I hear you speak, Sai, I think about, uh, I think it was last year, William Shatner, uh, the actor from, of course, Star Trek, uh, mm -hmm. he was able to go up into outer space 
ever so quickly. I mean, you know, uh, he wasn't there for, for days or weeks. It was a short ride. And, and he said that when he came back down, while he was up there, they were like, hey, what did you think? Wasn't it fabulous? And he said he was deeply depressed by what he saw looking out the window because all the beauty, all the life was back on planet Earth. And out there in the void, it was nothing but darkness and death. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, astrobiologists, God love them. They have a great mission. They want to find life everywhere. I'm afraid they're doomed to fail. I don't believe there's life everywhere. There may be life on other planets. Who knows? But it's not It's not going to be something that you're going to find under every rock in Mars or, or various moons. It's, it's wishful thinking because... We can't do it here. So why would it why would it automatically happen everywhere else? If we can't put it together, if we don't have the recipe, where is that recipe? Right. And I okay, think so, only God has the recipe and it's so up then to him. Your story is a as a former atheist, mm-hmm. why life exists. Was there a time that you had an answer and that answer has changed, or has it still been the same at atheist or believer in God? No, when I was an atheist. I had the answer that atheists will give you now, which is, well, something must have happened and very rare events occurred. And, you know, this amino acid bound with that amino acid. And then somehow a membrane was formed and all these chemicals got into that membrane. And uh, then you had nucleic acids, which divided and replicated themselves and boom, light. But did you hear what I said? I said nothing that makes any sense. It's just... I don't know. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. We have no idea how it happened. And the realization of that fact played a part in my coming to faith because I began to realize that, uh, you know, science doesn't really tell us as much as many people think it does. And that's going to, by the way, going to be my topic for next next month is The Limit of Science, which is actually the chapter in my book that you mentioned. It's one of my chapters. Uh, but when I started really realizing that, and among the things that science really doesn't tell us much about is the origin of anything, the origin of the universe, the origin of life, the origin of human consciousness. These things are completely mysterious, and we've made almost no progress in any of them, uh, especially the origin of life. So I think the thing that's missing is the understanding that, you know, as I said, God has the recipe, not just for that, but also has the recipe for us, for our souls, the recipe to make a human being who goes into space, looks out into the cosmos and sees nothing but darkness and has the realization that what's beautiful, what's important, what's meaningful is this incredible planet that God has given us and the incredible people who live in it. So then, with just a short minute left, we are here on this earth to know and to worship the Lord of the universe. Yeah, that's why life exists. Exactly. Exactly right. The reason there's life is so that we can be here and worship the creator, which is what you just said, and I'm, I'm just saying it again. And that's what I think is the answer. 
Dr. Cy Gard is with us, biochemist who's taught at NYU, also at Pitt and Rutgers, author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. All right, well, thanks for giving us a little uh, peek ahead as to what you're going to be talking about, Cy, next time you're with us. Thanks I'm also going to bring up the fact that I heard a woman interviewed on NPR a couple days ago who was talking about she uh, divides uh, life into two different types of people, those who are evidence-based and those who are not. So, of course, you can imagine people of faith in her mind aren't. We'll talk about that next time with Dr. Seigard. Sai, terrific to see you. you, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and to the audience. Very good. We'll take a quick break, step away. Uh, This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home. Be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This holiday season, why not give the gift of a good night's sleep? This is Greg Truszynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality product at a better price than mainstream mattress retailers. We handle our products in our own local factories and sell them directly to you in our own stores. Not only does this save you money, it also means we can offer local delivery or arrange in-store pickup on most items by the holidays. Visit an OMF location today for a better night's sleep this Christmas. When you need your dollar to go further, you need the Original Mattress Factory. We hand-build our mattresses and box springs in our factories and sell them factory direct in our own stores. We cut out the middleman and pass the savings on to you. You get a better quality mattress at a better price compared to mainstream brands. When your wallet is feeling the squeeze everywhere from the gas pump to the grocery store, real value is more important than ever. Visit an original mattress factory location today to see our factory direct difference for yourself. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. Hey folks, listen, you have to check out Up Faith and Family this new year. You can cozy up to romantic comedies, treat yourself to an uplifting Christian music performance, or hear powerful stories in the exclusive first season of Jesus Calling. And it's all ad-free. With Up Faith and Family, you can stream uplifting, family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. Thank you. 
I have not made any New Year's resolutions. Have you, Kath? Nope. Nothing. I've never made a New Year's resolution in my Ever. whole life. Never. 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 I'm surprised by that. Why? What is well, the, what well, is the point? Because you want to strive to be better. And, Fine. Right? I, there's no... I... Really? I don't know. I, I think you're in the minority of having never made one. Maybe. I'm, right. I, I could be. But it actually makes me... When people say, what's your New Year's resolution? I get a little annoyed by it. Oh, don't be. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, Am listen, if you're thinking seriously? about... Five easy steps to be healthier in the new year. Okay, great. Right? You want to be healthier? I'm happy to do that. I'm just not going to make it a resolution. All right. Okay, Here's this is from the Washington Post. They're saying that you should pick one month for your medical maintenance. Oh. Um, like the, the month that your birthday's in, right? Then you should schedule your annual physical, other exams during your birthday month. It makes it easier to build to an remember. annual habit and remember the last time you had an exam. Your mammogram, your eye appointment, your dental cleaning, right? Your birthday. But that makes that makes that month kind of busy. It's super busy, right? Sorry, yeah. I got to get to the dentist. I got to get to the eye doctor. Right. Hey, happy birthday! Right. Get a new pair of shoes. Like it what? does make good sense, though, right? Okay. I guess it does. Yeah. This is not you. This is more often than me. Only because uh, one of the tips is to set a regular bedtime. Oh, I'm the worst. Right. Prioritizing sleep is a relatively simple oh. health fix, but one that many people struggle with. For me, my internal clock just goes click. It's time for bed, and I go to bed. But you're oh up to gosh. you're like a night owl. I'm horrible. I should, you know what? If there's one thing I could do to improve my health, that would be it. Okay. I need to do. I re, I really need to do that. There you have it. Live on the air, Kathy Hammond's making you her guys, New Year's resolution. But it's so hard for me making the resolution because it's eleven thirty, and I get a good idea, and I got to mm-hmm. like get working on it. All right, we'll make your bedtime like midnight. There you go. Right, so you work a half an hour in that good idea. All right. All right. Health tip number three, notice your sedentary behavior yeah. and get off the couch, right? I mean, right? Um, if you've been struggling to start an exercise habit, try a strategy. Start noticing when, you, noticing when you've been sitting for a while and then get up and move. Now, look, at, um, I got an Apple Watch as a, as a present. That thing's always bugging me. It's always it? dinging. It's always vibrating. Come on, close your ring. Get up. And then, they, then like, here's the weird thing. You stand up. It congratulates you for standing. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's the least I could do. Uh, you know, thanks a lot. It congratulates you for standing. Good job, John. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, look, he's up. Our fan is happy about it. Right. Give time to your relationships. Studies show that um, strong social connections keep us healthier, whether you're young or you're old. Prioritize, resolve this year to socialize, plan weekly lunches, dinners, get-togethers with those that you love. Expand, expand that social circle. Very good. I think that's essential. You're good. You're be, super social. I, I got to be honest with you, though. Since I've been sick this week, for those of you just joining the show, uh, I've had COVID for the COVID. last week, and so I've been in. Uh, today was my first day out of the house. Mm. I, my first day I stepped foot out of the house in a week, and I it, I had to kind of kick myself to do it. Because you've been sick. Yeah, I mean, you just you just get in a frame of mind where you're like, I'm just going to stay here, stay here. You yeah. do that for long enough, then it messes oh, with you. Yeah, believe me, I did that over the Christmas break. We were off that whole week. I barely got off the couch. Yeah. And that's just what it was. All right, here, this is an interesting one. Add more variety to your diet. I mean, uh, so um, if you eat different foods and more foods, a different variety of foods, apparently it makes your gut stronger. 
right? You're running the gamut. So the more different things that you ingest, yogurts, nuts, salads, yeah. whatever, okay. then the healthier your gut's going to be. I never thought about that before. No, I never did either. And I do end up eating a lot of the same things. Right. I think it's pretty common, right? I mean, every day I come into the office, right, into the station, and I eat nuts and mm-hmm. dried fruit every single day. Right. And that's fine. But, you know, maybe next it's- time you bring in... Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah. Sometimes so- you don't. I mean, Almond Joy has nuts. Mounts don't. Thank you very much. Nice. So we're, we're broadcasting from home, and here in my spare room, literally within arm's length, is a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's terrific, John. Yeah, it's a bag of chips. I've got no snacks close by. That's Don't tragic. you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sad about it. Yeah. All right. Well, so you've got coming- COVID, so, you know, what the heck. I know. What are you going to do? Coming up in the Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, um, we're going to talk about some of the latest news. Um, Also, we're going to be discussing what it means to be uh, in a New Year's frame of mind and the kinds of changes that we can make. How do we keep our our environments cleaner, neater, and less cluttered in 2023? And can that change our mental health and our approach to things? I say yes, John. Very different. Yeah, I bet you agree as well. Anyway, we're happy you're along with us. It's the Thursday edition. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The House has moved to an eight ballot in an effort to select a speaker. Former Senator Jim Talent says conservative House Republicans resisting Kevin McCarthy for speaker are working against their own interest in the long run. The irony of all this is that when you weaken the majority leadership structurally in a legislative body, you know who you empower? You empower the minority and the people in your own party who are most likely to vote with the minority most often. Talent urging hardline House Republicans to rally around McCarthy even as they prepare to confront him on individual issues. Over the next two years, he was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordering his armed forces to hold a 36-hour unilateral ceasefire in Ukraine this weekend for the Orthodox Christmas holiday. Kiev indicating that it won't follow suit. This is SRN News. Our little brother says the word dodo word 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So, don't the, uh, and we're done. We are the United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hello. 
Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners. It is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. We'll see a couple of rain or snow showers tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a couple of flurries. Tomorrow's high, 36. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds and a low of 30. Mostly cloudy skies on tap for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 39. Sunday, we'll wrap up the weekend under cloudy skies. Expect a high Sunday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Sun is setting on a uh, Thursday afternoon here in the city. The good news is, days are getting longer, right? Yep, yep. Before you know it, uh, before you know it spring will be here. Yeah, I like that attitude, John. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, what the heck, right? I mean, we have something to look for. This has been an easy winter so far. There's been nothing going on. Right? What do you mean? It was like negative ten over Christmas for two days. For two what, days, more, then more it was sixty-seven. Well, no, that no. wasn't two. No, it was like four days. Okay, but then still, it was like sixty-five this week or something. I mean, yeah, it's true. That's how true. What's going on, really? I, I mean, I, I got bags like, of salt. I feel like you know, negative five is still a lot going on. John's a weather denier. <laughs> <laughs> it's never Sorry, too bad, up, my That's friends. A- <laughs> That's exactly right. Now, here's the thing. On, on New Year's Eve, John, uh, historically, our families have celebrated together. Yeah. Yeah. We did not this year. No, we, we did not. No, no. Um, you were sick. Right. Right. Um, you had a bad foot. I had a bad foot. And, and But we still went out and banged pots and pants. Which was good to know. 
I was able mm-hmm. to limp outside and and, uh, and and I don't mean to do this, but I'm sure I do annoy the neighbors because I think my neighbors to the left of me, they probably go to bed like at a reasonable time. And they're awoken by us in the years past. All of us, you know, sometimes, you know, 25 or so of us banging pots and pans. This year was just my wife and I. Was, really? You were the yeah. only two on the front porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We laughed. Well, well, this year, my husband and I were both, like, that was pretty much the peak of our sickness with COVID. Thought, yeah. Yeah. And we were just pathetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like he and I and a box of tissues, and we were watching a football game. And I mean, football was great on New Year's. That's the best thing we can say about New Year's. Yeah. But were you up College at midnight rocking New Year's? We were, we were both up to midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at 12.05, he went to bed, and that was mm-hmm. it. <laughs> That's sad. It's really sad, isn't That's it? a really pathetic New Year's celebration. All right. Hey, remember, remember uh, if you're a Pittsburgh sports fan, um, there was a time when the Pirate Parrot uh, was just really a, a, a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, during the Pittsburgh drug trials, it was revealed that uh, the Pirate Parrot, you know, had been some sort of supplier within the in the clubhouse, which I think to me, uh, you know, as a young kid was like, oh, the first time you go, geez, uh, I used to, you know, th- look up. I want to be, you know, a, a team mascot. Well, there's been always a checkered past, and apparently the, the Kansas City Chiefs are now joining the mascot Hall of Shame because um, although not a, a, a um, certified team mascot, someone called the Chiefs-aholic, the Chiefs-aholic, who is a guy who is dressed in a wolf outfit from head to toe. He's wearing, I don't know why it's a wolf outfit, but, you know, he looks like a wolf, and then he's got like a, a Chiefs jersey on. He prowls the stands. He gives away tickets and sort of, you know, little sort of game swag. He's become such a fixture at, at the, um, the Chiefs Arrowhead games. Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, that, you know, he's got a Twitter account. This year, though, he said, even though I'm not, you know, the official mascot, I'm going to go not only to all the home games, I'm going to go to all the away games as mm. well. And someone said to him, you know, online on his Twitter account, dude, that must take a lot of money. You must be, you know, you know, rolling bank. And he goes, well, you know, I run a couple of warehouses. I've got a couple of side gigs. Well, it turns out one of his side gigs is actually robbing banks. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the morning of December the 16th, the uh, unofficial mascot was driving from Kansas City to Houston for the Chiefs games against the Texas the 28-year-old Chiefsaholic, his his real name is Xavier Babodar, walked into the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union in Bixby, Oklahoma. According to the police affidavit, he pointed at a gun. He demanded an employee open the vault. He stuffed a large amount of money in a bag, and he fled. Six minutes later, he was pulled over and arrested. Uh, he was not wearing his wolf mask. But he was quickly identified as the Chiefs' unofficial mascot, and it looks like he might be doing some jail time. How about that? So wait, now how did they connect him? So I guess they knew that he was the wolf guy. Well, I think once you know he was entered into the database and they did a search of who he was quickly. You know, you see things, and he's known, you know, as the mascot Xavier is. So the two came up as a match. That's all. Well, that's that's awful, John. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Remember Steely on his Mc... way to a game. Remember Steely McBeam? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. What happened to him? I, I was. Did I tell you this? I was once Steely McBeam. What? In a parade. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. 
Yeah, I, a friend of mine. Do they do a background check for a thing like that? No, it's fine. A friend of mine um, was Steely McBeam, and he couldn't make it to the gig. And he said to me, please help me out. I'll give you some cash. And so I donned the costume, which uh, not really a good move. The last thing you want to do is crawl into someone's perspiration cave oh. and spend a couple of hours in there because you do get hot in that thing. That's horrible. Yeah. So, wait, so the Steelers never knew that you were subbing? Um, they might know now. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. All right. Coming up next, our good friend Jen Pollock-Michelle will be with us. We're going to talk about productivity. How do we reimagine it, resist hurry, and practice some peace in 2023? That's next. Glad you're with us on the ride home. WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. It gets larger and larger and larger until it results in the great plan of God reaching its fulfillment. And why do we do that? Why do we talk about this unfolding grace so often in this church? Because we know if you don't get the big story, you'll misunderstand the pieces. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is a problem, markets are volatile, and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real. That's why I love annuities, and you should too. Your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year, and when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts. And that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, Get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they love them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. Hey folks, listen, you have to check out Up Faith and Family this new year. You can cozy up to romantic comedies, treat yourself to an uplifting Christian music performance, or hear powerful stories in the exclusive first season of Jesus Calling. And it's all ad-free. With Up Faith and Family, you can stream uplifting, family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like MinuteCast and RealFeel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. 
My extended family gathered together for Christmas in the state of New Jersey. There were maybe, I don't know, 16 of us or something, and uh, really had a terrific time. And we were celebrating the birth of a brand-new baby in our family. Little Ava is only uh, two months old, and it's the first time we got to, you know, see her and hold her and, you know, fuss all over her and, you know, kiss her and all that sort of thing, which was really wonderful until Ava got COVID, uh, which was maybe, uh, yeah, it was like seven eighths of the way through our trip um she ended up in an er in the evening and of course the doctors thought it was rsv it turned out it was covid and then within i don't know three four days everybody had it so we all ended up with covid so today was my first day stepping out of my house in a week and i was really not very sick at all i just had you know kind of a bad cold but the thing i just cannot stop sleeping i haven't slept this much since I had my kids. Um, and all I can think of at the end of each day is I am so unproductive. I haven't done anything. And I got to be honest with you, I, and maybe it's just that I'm a product of our current society. Man, do I have a hard time when I'm not productive? We're happy to have Jen Pollock-Michelle with us, and she's written exactly on this topic. She's the author of five books, including her latest one, which is called In Good Time, Eight Habits for Reimagining Productivity, Resisting Hurry, and Practicing Peace. Jen, welcome back. Thank you, Kathy. Great to chat with you. Hey, our pleasure, Jen. Okay, so you hear Kath's story, and in your piece, which is wonderful, To Dust We Will Return, uh, you talk about, you know, the beginning of COVID. And of course, uh, you know, we were in the studio at the very beginning of our COVID experience. We kind of laughed about it. Um, we made light mm-hmm. of it. And then all of a sudden things shut down and we we did our show from our, our spare rooms for about a year. Mm-hmm. Wow, we were fortunate to be productive during COVID time. But Jen, you talk about that, that there was sort of like this discussion about being productive or not during COVID, how people spent their time. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those people who was also shut in my house, of course, as everybody was. And I was working from my house because as a writer, I can do that. And I had not been working from an office, Um, but I was madly reading all of the articles that said, how are we supposed to live this like new time that we've never lived before? When we don't really know what a Monday looks like from a Thursday, 7 a.m., 4 p.m., you know, who even knows what time it is? And a lot of those articles were saying, well, this is the time to get things done. This is the time to organize your garage and, you know, clean out your kitchen pantry. And I did all of that because I thought more productivity would make me feel better. I felt so much anxiety early in the pandemic, which was not as much related to the health crisis of it. I mean, that would be an obvious anxiety. It really was just the anxiety of I can't get things done in the way that I'm used to. And if I can't do that, I just don't even feel like my life is valuable. It's really sad to even say it that way. Interesting. Okay, so this was really fascinating to me because I did not know this. Now, of course, if you're a believer, I think a lot of us are familiar with the idea of sacred spaces Right. Whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, somewhere within your church or there's a holy place that, you know, you know, you feel in your bones, there's a sacredness to this little physical space that you're in right now or grand space doesn't have to be little. But Jen, you talk about the idea of that, that ancient people, you know, as far back as 500 years or more, not only talked about sacred spaces, but time, there were periods in, in, in time that was also sacred. Could you please explain that to us? 
Yeah, I mean, we could, ancient Jewish people sort of knew and understand that, you know, that God had consecrated the seventh day for rest and that this was a sacred time, a practice of time. And that's why Jews have always been so, have put so much emphasis on the Sabbath, that it was keeping sacred time. And then Christians took up that practice. And in the Middle Ages, um, you know, the celebrations of the Christian calendar, you know, we're in the, we're in the um, period of Christmas right now. It actually hasn't ended because it doesn't end until Epiphany. Um, And then we'll be into, and there are all these seasons throughout the Christian calendar where we mark off a way of saying, you know, this is an ordinary time. This is sacred time. This is the time of Advent. This is the time of Christmas. Um, This is the time of Lent. This is the time of Easter and Pentecost. Um, And we've gotten away from that, you know, now. So we don't have an understanding of the Christian calendar, even culturally, generally, And so all time is the same. You know, Monday really isn't different from Saturday or Sunday. I mean, we know that people work 24-7. There's a reason why we've come to that expression 24-7. It's because we live a 24-7 kind of life, you know, where all time is the same. And the expectation upon our time today in modern life is, you better be productive and you got to get things done. And we don't care if it's a Sunday and we don't care if it's, you know, um, a Wednesday. It just, it doesn't matter. Get things done. Mm-hmm. And so what's the appropriate response to that? I, I mean, I, mm. I confess that I tend to be the person, you know, like I said at the beginning of our segment, which is if I don't accomplish something in a day, I feel like you know, I've just taken up space on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think really, honestly, the first practice is practices of rest. Um, you know, again, returning to a Sabbath practice, I think is really important, because what happens when we rest, is we start to, we get to, to right size our work. What does our work really mean? Well, it's not upholding the world, you know, God's doing that with his very word. So he's, he's got the universe in order. And even if I don't answer my email for a day or, you know, if I get sick, for example, we don't we're not prepared for seasons of sickness because we actually don't have periods and regular practices of rest. And um, a period of sickness is just, you know, it's enforced rest. Your body is saying you are sick, so stay in bed. And we're not familiar with that as a practice. So I think recovering practices of rest. Um, which actually are always related to our work. The Sabbath command, in fact, is a command to both work and rest. Six days you shall work and, you know, do all of your labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. And so we don't have a right perspective on our work until we have a practice of rest. And then rest re helps us to kind of re-examine our work. Okay, work is important, but it's, it's, you know, it's it's a human limited endeavor and God's going to uphold the world without our work or whenever we take our seventh day of rest or have a season of sickness or have a season of grief. Um, for example, I also talk about that in the book, that when you're operating under the, the, the value of productivity, if that's the only value you have, then you can't embrace seasons of sickness, of ill health of grief, of loss, and you really just can't embrace the experience of being human because productivity is actually born as a measure out of the factory. It's what we measure the output of machines. 
that's where originally productivity came from. And our bodies just don't work like machines, do they? They sure don't. We're talking with Jen Pollock, Michelle. To dust we will return uh, in the new year. We must view our time through a divine lens. Jen, um, the Friday before Christmas, we uh, unfortunately had a, um, a family funeral. And um, hmm. I was standing in a in a, one of those large uh, indoor mausoleums. The funeral had all it, it was over, and uh, the only two people left in the room were were me and my twenty two year old son. And so we're standing there. And, you know, there's a gigantic wall, and it's essentially gravestones. You know, um, entombed within the walls, there's people's names, and of course the date of birth and the date of death. And you're standing there, and there easily were, you know, 100, 150 plus, and we're just kind of scanning the walls, standing there. We're waiting for someone to show up. And my kid, who's 22, uh, he turns to me and he says, it sure doesn't seem like enough time, does it? Mm. Um, and it, it goes by so quickly. And so if the goal is to always be busy, I mean, to what end? And so I love that, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the idea of the holiness, the sacredness of time, that that's so important that we are at least aware of the sacredness of time, whether we use that sacredness well or not. But uh, awareness is probably a, a big part of the key there. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about an eternal frame of time. And so on the one hand, you know, mortal time is very limited. Psalm 90 tells us that. Teach us to number our days that we can gain a heart of wisdom, you know, that the span of the human life, Moses, if it, writing that psalm says, you know, if we're lucky, it'll be 80, but 70 or 80. Um, and it's not enough time to do all that we want. And so, so often time management advice gives us the impression that if we strategize enough, if we get super savvy with our time, if we implement the latest hack, then somehow we'll have enough time. And I think being mortal beings just automatically means it's just not going to feel like it's enough. And yet as Christians, we know that beyond the 70 and 80 years of this life, you know, there's a span of time that is going to continue on forever for those who are in Christ, that we will be ushered into a realm of time where it will be eternal day. That's the picture for us in Revelation 22. The sun never sets on that day in eternity. And so we can't have the wisdom to live time well until we understand, you know, just what time, the measure of real time, that on the one hand, the measure of this time that we're living now is short. And yet on the other hand, the measure that we'll live forever is is eternal it's it's infinite and so it gives us you know it really puts in per, into perspective jesus command to his followers seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness seek that eternal kingdom those eternal priorities everything else will be added to you there's no reason for panic for hurry for anxiety Wow, that is so good. That's Jen Pollock Michelle. She's the author of five books, including her latest one, which is called In Good Time Eight Habits for Reimagining Productivity, Resisting Hurry, and Practicing Peace. Jen, so glad to have you with us today. Happy New Year to you. Okay, Happy New Year to you guys. Great chatting. Very nice. Always a pleasure. 
We'll take a, a quick break and come back and uh, reset. When we do come back, it's our daily feature. Does this make sense? That's next on the ride home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life. Life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll begin in Naples, Italy, where we can view breathtaking architecture, historical landmarks, and, of course, great art. We may even take a bus to the ruins of Pompeii. We'll actually be stepping into picturesque villages and iconic sites in several places where the Apostle Paul journeyed. And it'll be my privilege to teach the Bible every day so that we can get to know God better. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, join the flood of people switching to Pure Talk. The average family saves over $800 a year by switching. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a couple of rain or snow showers tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 32. Tomorrow, cloudy with a couple of flurries. Tomorrow's high, 36. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds and a low of 30. Mostly cloudy skies on tap for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 39. Sunday, we'll wrap up the weekend under cloudy skies. Expect a high Sunday of 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
sense? Does what make sense? NyQuil. Now, I'm suffering. I'm in the middle of having COVID. Definitely much better than it was four or five, three or four days ago when I it was, at, I, you know, I had a, just a big head cold. Sleeping was difficult. Coughing, head congestion, that sort of thing. But I don't do NyQuil. Because I think, well, that doesn't make sense. Put yourself to sleep. So, John, I ask you. Does one NyQuil make sense, you're asking me? Yep. One million percent. One million times one million percent. And I, listen, I was watching a David Attenborough documentary where he was like in the middle of the deep part of the ocean. And I was thinking, that looks so beautiful. I'd love to see that someday. Then I thought, what if I get seasick? My first thought was, oh, just take some NyQuil, go to bed, and you'll get over it. <laughs> NyQuil makes perfect sense. Why are you not taking NyQuil to sleep because better at night? I don't want I don't want to be reliant on something to help me sleep. Well, it's how it's not like you know like you're injecting heroin in your arm. <laughs> you're taking something to just get you over the bump so you can rest and recoup. That's I all. No, I'm too nervous about it, you're John. Great, I can't uh, do it. I'm sorry. You're, I don't think you, it does make sense. It makes perfect sense. NyQuil <laughs> is a is a gift. Please. <laughs> Take yourself and, and take a little swig of that stuff, and right. you'll sleep better because of it. All right, so we are broadcasting uh, live from our spare rooms once again. Kath has the COVID, and uh, so I'm looking around my spare room, and we did this, you know, during the, the height of the COVID, and so I, I looked over in the corner there, and this is a visual aid, even though we're not streaming today. Does this make sense? <laughs> this does not. This does not. I'm holding up this really ugly artificial potted plant. Look, there's even fake rocks in there. When I look at potted plants, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Does it make sense to you? Do you find you, beauty wait, in that? Wait, you mean, you mean just artificial plants? or Artificial plants, yeah. Flowers. I think they have their place, John. They don't have their place. No. <laughs> in a trash can, there's where they have their place. No, I think they do have their place. Where? No, I, where, I mean, where? Like, it was the perfect thing. When you were at home for COVID and you needed something to kind of spruce up what was behind you, you got the fake plant. I gave in to buying one and I instantly regretted it. And now I'll have, they'll bury me with this thing. Seriously. <laughs> artificial plants, they look fake. They do they, look there's fake. No there's, right. no there's no joy. There's no joy in an artificial no plant. Okay, but what about if you need like a little shot of green in a very small place and a plant's not going to grow there. I don't know. Get out your magic marker and, and make something green. That's all. Pot of plants don't make all right, I think makes perfect you. sense. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 10th, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com. If you owe $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. 
That's why Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, so we talked about New Year's resolutions a little earlier. Now, Cassine, uh, she does never, she never does New Year's resolutions. I have done them to, of course, mixed results. But of course, you see in the, you know, over the, the weird thing is now this is true. If you read the newspaper regularly, like I did, you know, all my life, the week between Christmas and New Year is the slowest news week by far. Mm-hmm. People are catching and fetching yep. just to fill some space. So there's always like these lists, you know, top movies, top TV shows. If I saw one, I'm sure I saw 10 articles about decluttering, 12 steps to declutter or five things to do to get ready for the year. So, of course, you know, you fall. If you like your your space to be nice and tidy, I fall into the habit and I'll read these articles because who doesn't like a good decluttering tip, right? I love a decluttering tip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time I see an article like that, I read it. And let me tell you, let me just tell you a little story here, John. Yep. Um, I, of, co- of course, have been inside the house because I have COVID. And I was feeling like I had to do something productive one of something. those days. And so I decided to to organize my pantry, okay, mm-hmm. where I keep my foodstuffs. Oh, wait a second. This is, this is fairly new because you've only been in this new space now for just a few months. Right, Exactly. But with Christmas and all the baking and everything, it just, you know, you just kind of throw stuff in there and shut the door and pretend like nothing's happening. Anyway, I went in there. I did a deep clean. Mm -hmm. The satisfaction I feel when I open those doors, John, it's really worth it. Place for everything and everything in its place. I just, I feel really good about it. 
Mm-hmm. So then you've already been down this road. Then you yourself could have written the article, 12 Steps well, to Well, I feel like, you know, the article in the Washington Post starts with start the year with a deep clean. And I think that's a great idea, except I, I usually like to do the deep clean when you can open the windows. Right. You know, so I understand that that's a great thing. It's 2023. You're going to get in there. You're going to, you know, wash your walls and you're going to do all your. I don't want to do that in January. No, no. I like to do a deep clean when somebody else is doing it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, but if you were doing it, wouldn't it be better if it was, you know, April 15th? Yeah. If it was January 1st. Without a doubt. Yeah. But there is some something beautiful about doing a deep clean in your house, right? It feels so good. Yeah. How about the, when's the last time you had your rugs cleaned? Do you do that? Is that an annual thing for you? It is not an annual thing. You know, I used to work in the uh, carpet industry and uh, frequent cleaning of your carpets is not recommended. I'm sorry that I'll, I'm I'm sorry for all the people who operate carpet cleaning services who are sad to hear me say that. But it's just, it's hard on, like to clean your carpets every year is a lot. Really? Yes. Really? I thought that one might be like, you know, like the industry standard. No. There's a lot of grimy. It is. Know, Vacuuming is very important. Okay. All right. Here's another tip, uh, tip for decluttering. Organize your clothes daily. This is a constant battle, I think, for a lot. For I'll say for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For me, too. All right. Keeping things. There's a flow. There's a right. lot. There's a rotation to how you, and, and I don't want to have clothes like, you know, on the back of the chair or on a doorknob. So that requires you to, is this clean? Is it presentable? Uh, can I wear this again? Should I put this on a hanger? What does my cupboard, my, like my clothes closet look like? All those are weird things. Uh, I think that's kind of like a lot of people miss that. Would you say? What about the middle ground, John? Because that's the, the, the place I get caught up. What about if something's not it's not clean. I get this. But is it dirty enough that you have to wash it? Right. Well, I would say that's kind of like your off days walking around clothes. Yeah. I've got a few of those things, don't you? Right. So where are you putting those? I've got because a little... they, I end up putting them on the chair, mm-hmm. and I, and that's I don't I'm not satisfied with that. No. Then you fall like into self loathing. You look at yeah, the chair and go. That's where I am. That's my half and half pile. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Why do you have a place you hang those things? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I got like a little. I got like a little hook there around the side of the room that uh, it's. <laughs> it's got like, you know, and it's like it's like you said. I, I could wear those, but like the days that I'm not working, I go. That's ah, okay. I'm just going to go out and run a few errands. I'm going to wear this shirt or this t-shirt or these pair of jeans or whatnot. It just kind of falls into a weird category. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's that's the biggest problem mm-hmm. with organizing my clothes category. daily. One of the things that um, the author of this piece, and I should give this person credit, this is Christina Studevant Sani, who wrote this, who who wrote this for the Post. But uh, she said something that I really do and appreciate is keeping a bag at the bottom of my closet for things that I don't want anymore. So I always oh. have mm-hmm. I always have that bag there. So if I go past something in my closet and I think, you know what, somebody can have that. I don't need that anymore. Just right. put it in the bag before you even think about it a second time. Put it in the bag. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. That's a hard thing, isn't it? Because if are you some don't things... have the if you don't have the bag, you're more likely to hold on to it. If the bag's already there, it's already got a pair of shoes in it or something, it's ready to go to Goodwill or Amvets or wherever you're taking your thing then you're going to be more likely to use it. Well, I, this is probably true for most people. I mean, I have stuff in my closet that I have not worn truly, I'm sure, in years. But I cannot, will not part with those. Yeah. I just can't. No, no, I can't either. I can't. Right? No. 
I mean, we before COVID, we and we were doing a lot of different things, you and I. And so I have a lot of clothes that are much, you know, Dress much clothes. dressier than I that I just haven't worn since COVID. But I'm not going to give those up because I'm not convinced that we're not, you know, I'm not sure what's happening. And we're on the cruise. <laughs> On the Valentine's cruise. Get all dolled up for that there. <laughs> Put okay. on your lipstick. <laughs> Number three, com- commit to keeping one area of your home clutter-free. Oh, please. The only way this works is if all of your children have left the house. <laughs> That's the only way. I mean, I am so anti-clutter. But once those kids come back in the house, I mean, our kids were away. Uh, you know, now they're back. It's it's like the element of despair in my life. I look around and go, that the table is what? Why is the table filled? The other day, I, I almost lost my mind. The other day, I came downstairs, and there was, I kid you not, Old Spice deodorant on the dining room table. <laughs> I thought, have we sunk this low? But now I've got deodorant on the dining I'm like, and I'm not like Martha Stewart. My kids look at me like, and I go, hey, guys, but the, 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 the. And they look at me like, what planet did you fall from, Captain Nito? You know? And, and here's the thing. That doesn't bother them. Not in the lead. They didn't even think about it. Right. Right. No. Do you think that when they are grown adults with no. their own space that that will bother them? I failed miserably as a parent. <laughs> I have. Whatever my mother imbued in us, in our, you know, seven kids, that gene has not passed successfully to my own two children. And I, I, I'm sorry for that. I really am. According to the Washington Post, the idea is if you create one clutter-free zone, it calms your brain, and then your brain desires to do that in other places. I think that's true, but I, I think that that's something instilled in you at an early age. Some people, a lot of you are just are pretty comfortable with clutter, that's all. And I'm not saying, you know... That it's it, not it's not like it's a character flaw. No, but, it's not. It's just a personal preference. Yeah, it is but a But when there's preference. clutter, it makes me anxious. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right? Okay, number four. Okay, number four. Preparing your morning tasks the night before. Now, my mother was an absolute professional at this. Mine too. So whatever she was doing the next day, Mm -hmm. she had everything out. She had her shoes. She had her belt. She had everything out. And I've never been good at that. Oh, you can't. I mean, I can. You know, if you and I are doing an event where we have you to be go. That's you know, all. That's all. up early in the morning, of course, I, I'm going to, you know, if I have to leave the house at 530 in the morning, I'm going to have all my stuff out. But on a daily basis, I'm not good at that. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's when you're called into action, right, that you really need, right? In the old days, of course, especially people were dressing differently, right? The corporate look was different. Now, you, you know, it's not nearly as complex. So the, the idea of preparing deeper for the day ahead, maybe a little less so. I, I'm guilty of that, whether I want to, you know, whether it's guilt or not. Uh, yeah, I'm not nearly as as on the ball as I used to be about that sort of thing. That's okay. According to the Washington Post, number five is make your bed and clear your nightstand each morning. 100%. Don't you feel good about that? Yes. You make your bed? Yes, every day. Make your bed. Make your every bed. Every day. And that nightstand... That can get cluttered really fast. My nightstand is extremely small. Mm-hmm. So it's I feel like it's cluttered all the time because it it's just I, I think I need a different nightstand. Yeah, you probably do. Okay. All right, this is this is where I fall short oftentimes. Dust daily. I don't I'm not dusting daily. Do you have time to dust daily? What am I, Hazel? Who's dusting daily? I, again. 
How about do you have do you have any compunction, any desire to have one of those little robot vacuum cleaners? No, I do. Do you? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Um, not convinced that they're quality enough that they would do the job. But the idea of like you know you're out at your job and there's somebody doing. The I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't. Tr- I feel like I want the vacuum to go where I want it to go. I don't want like well, it, it AI over, vacuuming my house. But it goes all over the house. I mean, all over the first floor, the second floor, wherever the vacuum is, and then you come home and it's done. It could like fall that. down. It could fall down the step in my house, like you do when you're here. <laughs> no, no. It's believe me. That little rule. It's much smarter than I am. <laughs> really, it is. Keep your shower curtain grime free. Is number seven. Mm-hmm. John, now this is a household committed to that. The uh, shower curtain is washed weekly here yeah. because I can't stand that. The uh, scum, the soap scum buildup. Yeah, I just can't stand and, that. You can just throw that sucker in the wash and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing better than a clean shower curtain, right? Yeah. Like, I, how about like, you, you know, there's like a dirty one that like rubs up against you and you go, eee. Ew, that's just so <laughs> scummy. Now the article says that you should replace it every six months. What, the shower curtain? That's what it says. The inside, no, the, you know, the, the liner. liner. Yeah, the liner. Yeah. Are you doing uh, that every six months? No, I'm not. No, no. I mean, you know, my higher aspiration is to clean my carpets once a year. I mean, you know, the, every six months <laughs> now I'm cleaning the shower curtain or, or getting a new shower curtain. Let's just settle down, everybody. That's I'm still <laughs> with clutter in my house. Number eight is discard junk mail immediately. Of course. Yeah. I mean, as soon as it comes in, you just toss out what you don't need. I kind of feel bad for the junk mail people. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, they've fallen on hard times. It's like they, they don't have an audience anymore. No, I mean, 90% of the mail that comes to you anymore is pretty much junk mail, don't you think? What about coupons? Pfft, no coupons. Coupons still a thing? Yeah, here's the deal. You go to Giant Eagle, and now you have the e-coupon. For the life of me, I cannot figure that out. I can't figure that out I'm either. standing there in front of the thing, you know, use your e-coupon, and I'm downloading the app, and then I got to put in my password. and my. I'm like, forget, I'm just paying full price. I can't stand it. I e-coupon. seriously. I, right. Do you want to use your coupon? Yes. But I'd like the problem to, is yeah. I can't figure out how. Yeah, where's Bill Gates when I need him? Excuse my friend here is going to help me out at the checkout line. <laughs> Number nine, assess your fridge before you go grocery shopping. Now, of course, this is ideal. You would do that. But if you're stopping at the grocery store on your way home from work, before you go to work, you're thinking about work. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about, oh, I'll look at my refrigerator. So that after I'm done working and stop at the store, I'll know what's in there. I don't do that. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I was cleaning the fridge the other day. I kid you not, we have nine bottles of hot sauce <laughs> in the fridge. Nine. And they're not mine. They're my, again, I'm, nine bottles. Of, so if I would assess my fridge a little differently, I would not have nine bottles of different brands of hot sauce. What the Right. Heck? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the person writing this article is a little more on top of things than we are. They're better than we are. I mean, seriously. And maybe people are listening to this and think there is a certain amount of snobbery that comes with this. Don't you think? Yes, for sure. There is. I mean, there's something to be said to those people who are are just kind of let it all hang out. Yeah, they they just don't care. They're just going to let things sit There's a certain amount of freedom that you and I apparently don't possess. I don't have that. A little too tight. Okay, speaking of too tight, number 11, wash dishes immediately after dinner. That's just good, and then you can relax the rest of the evening. Yeah, that was – now, look, again, there were nine of us growing up. We had a regiment that, you know, we had a schedule. 
and you cleared the table and then you someone had to wash the dishes and then two of us had to dry the dishes and put them away immediately. It's just in my DNA. Do your kids fight you on that? My kids. I don't know to go there. Okay. I'm a failure. <laughs> and a number, number 12, schedule a recurring but limited amount of time for big tasks. Like what? what like, like the big pile of paperwork on your desk. Like, uh, you know, uh, the thing in your garage, you know, that you're going to get to and you weren't sure mm-hmm. you were going to give that stuff away and you decided to keep it. The basement. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the basement. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of the things that would keep me from getting my Christmas decorations up. I'd go down to the basement and go, oh, man, it's kind of rough down here. You know, the basement is where, like, <laughs> all your failures, are, at, least, at least me, all your failures reside in my basement. <laughs> not really. Because no one's going to see them. <laughs> hey, you want to come down to the basement and check it out? No, do not go to the basement. Please. Bring your psychiatrist if you're going to my basement. Seriously. Or medication. Same. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back... Um, we're going to talk about uh, best genre movies of 2022, like the best action film, the best comedy, all that sort of thing. Are you streaming um, anything good? I sure am, and I want to yeah. talk to you about what you're streaming next. Oh, good. Okay, thank Thursday you. edition of The Ride Home. My grandma is one of my heroes, and one thing we did together was Bob Barker and The Price is Right. Grandma knew the cost of everything, but here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car. Uh, those are definitely two forty nine. Ah, oh, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments of nineteen ninety nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the cost of everything is crazy. And the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive, and that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned to help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. And getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. What would you give for a child you loved to make their wish come true, to help them fight a critical illness? Just imagine what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful, and you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood, even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align. Because when we come together, hope and joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. 
Visit Make-A-Wish at Wish.org. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We don't have quite enough time to talk about our genre films like we planned on, so we'll push that off to tomorrow's show. Um, but for now, I do want to ask you, John, about stuff you've been streaming, watching over yep. the uh, holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, this is a, an excellent time of year for, for the movies, and we've seen many, many wonderful movies over the Christmas break. However, I have to say this. I think, was, was it you? This may have been you who chided me on this because as I'm watching this and deeply enjoying my streaming, I thought, who was that who pushed me into this? Now, uh, I'm watching, for better or worse, and I believe it's for much better, is the series um, Better Call Saul. Now, I, I, years ago, and I never, I, I really rarely, you know, stream longer episodic like season one, season six. But I fell into uh, to uh, Breaking Bad. I am not endorsing Breaking Bad. I'm not saying you, as our listener, should watch Breaking Bad. It is a violent, volatile, at times extremely dark and mostly very ugly show. However, <laughs> the storytelling is off the charts, and so I finished and was greatly i greatly enjoyed the series but then you know as an offshoot this better call saul i ignored it but then someone said you you're crazy if you like you know breaking bad then you've got to watch better call saul that was lauren lintner by the way who said that oh, to you, it was lauren yeah. mm-hmm. well, okay so lauren's a good friend of ours i i am now uh like binging this it's like my, are you oh i'm like deep into it and it's so enjoyable. I mean, this is such great filmmaking. Is wonderful it, so writing. is it like, so is it, can you tell, I mean, obviously it's the same characters. You can tell the writing. Okay. You can tell the writing. The writers yeah. are, the writers yeah. are fabulous. Yeah. And so it's, it's sort of like a, um, um, a story. It's, a, you know, in, in Breaking Bad, there's a, a, a lawyer who's like one of those like ambulance chasers, Saul. This is his origination story. And it goes way back. I mean, way back whenever he's when he's not even a lawyer. And it involves family. It involves relationships. It involves big law firms, little law firms, lots of miscues. There's great humor in this, great pathos. The, the characters themselves are outstanding. I'm greatly enjoying this. Mm-hmm. There is some violence, but not too much. Um, I, I could do a lot worse. I'm, I'm really loving this right now. How about you? What are you watching? Good for you. Uh, I watched Jack Ryan, oh, which just premiered on Amazon maybe, I don't know, two weeks ago. Who's the Jack Ryan? Uh, John Krasinski from The Office. John Krasinski. Yeah. How yeah. is that? It's excellent. Is it? It's probably my favorite. It's the third season. It's probably my – and you don't have to watch any of the previous seasons to know what's happening. Um, but I would say this is my favorite of the three seasons. Interesting. I really, really loved it. I thought it was really excellent. And then I started to watch Slow Horses. What? Which is uh, Slow Horses show, uh, stars uh, Gary Oldman oh, um, on uh, Apple and also Kristen Scott Thomas. 
And uh, it's a rough show. It is not for kids. Mm, it has bad. Not. It has bad language and a lot of difficult stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but boy, he is so good. Yeah, Gary Oldman. I mean, he he plays a he plays a, a spy who is washed up. Um, he and, was Tinker Tinker's. So, yeah. Spy, yeah. Wasn't he? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Which is what makes him funny in this role. Right. Uh -huh. um, so he's like a washed up spy who's kind of been pushed aside um, for reasons that you're not quite sure of uh, when it starts. And as the story unfolds, you start to learn more about <laughs> why the C why the CIA made the choices it did yeah. and how many how much of the decision had to do with his perspective and his choice and maybe That's not cool. their choice. Anyway, it's just Apple shows to me have a lot of depth to them in a way that I don't see on some of the other streaming services. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying Slow Horses. Very nice. All right, well, that's our show for today, the Thursday edition, the COVID at Home show. We'll be back in the studio before you know it, but we look forward to tomorrow's show, our regular features, right? This or that. The best genre movies of the year. Yes, much more. Hey, have yourself a great night. Say your prayers and uh, sleep well. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.